the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast, and week one is officially upon us, Lundy. Uh, we've been picking through all the various season-long props that are out there, but uh, we're going to have a TD-stressed pod today, emphasizing some of our favorite early action on any time touchdown scores that are going to weave in as well. A couple of Major League Baseball selections. Let's go ahead and dive in right now on week one. And you and I have been champions of the Denver Broncos defense. We believe that this is a unit that could be one of the stoutest in the NFL this season. Now, we got some question marks uh, because Bradley Chubb is in a bit of legal hot water. Uh, whether or not he is going to be available on Sunday, we got Von Miller back, Shelby Harris there, obviously the secondary, Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, and Sertan looking like as advertised as a you know first-round draft pick. This should be a formidable unit. And for that reason, Lundy, you know, I like to under some of the creative bets and hat tip to our buddy and producer, Sandro, on the Faith That Always radio show, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, every Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, because he unearthed this one. And it is, who will have the lowest point total among all NFL teams at week one? And at 10 to 1, I think it's irresistible to wager on the New York Giants to finish as the bottom feeder. Uh, you could say, well, what about Jacksonville? What about Houston? Well, they're going up against one another. You got two flexible, rancid defenses going toe-to-toe. So I think there's going to be a plethora of points scored potentially in that game. Detroit, obviously, in the running at plus 850 against San Francisco. Of course, my Bears also in the running there at plus 750 uh, against Jalen Ramsey and the L.A. Rams. And, of course, we know what Andy Dalton does under the primetime lights. Uh, Yes, he winds up in a pool of his own vomit. Uh, but I think the Giants, with Saquon Barkley, expected to be very limited. Kenny Galladay may or not be available in this game due to ongoing soft tissue issues. You've got a Casper the Friendly Ghost bunch of offensive linemen, and you have this aggressive pass rush of the Denver Broncos. So this could be like a 6-point, 9-point, maybe 10 max point effort for the G-men, who I think are going to be miniaturized. And again, at 10-1, I'm firing a ticket on it. So, yes, uh, next level degenerate I am. By all means, make fun of me. Uh, no, you know, this one, this one, I kind of see where you're going with it, but uh, I actually would rather take Detroit. Um, out if, if you gave me just Detroit, now, you know, you might be able to go with both. You got, you know, eight and a half to one. Uh, but if I had to pick just one, as much as I think that it could be the Giants with the injuries that they're dealing with and the fact that, as you talked about, I think this Broncos defense is really good. Um, I just, for whatever reason, man, I just get this vision of the Niners just snacking on Detroit here to start. <laughs> off the season wait a minute that's Dan Campbell's job he's the one that snacks on opponents kneecaps well I think unfortunately it's going to be Jeff Galuli uh on the kneecaps uh of Detroit (laughs) here that's a deep pull that's a throwback I haven't heard that name in a minute you could go Google it, kids. Um, I, so I'm actually uh, if I had to pick one of them at eight and a half to one, I like the payday that you can get out of Detroit. Don't necessarily disagree with your Giants pick. But I think if I had to pick one of the ones that's available right now as a Sunday special at DraftKings and they do a ton of these folks, by yeah, the way, do. uh, DraftKings does some really cool stuff uh, that's built into, you know, highest scoring team, lowest scoring team, lowest scoring game, stuff like that. Um, and they do it for baseball. They do it for football. They do it for everybody. But um, I'm going to roll with the uh, Hello Kitties. Uh, 
as you would call them, of Detroit, because despite all of Dan Campbell's uh, blustering speeches, um, I think the uh, the wind is going to be blowing back in his face on this one, and San Francisco is going to keep them at bay. Yeah, Gale Forrest coming off the Detroit River, uh, which doesn't quite smell so good. So it's apropos, I think, metaphorical uh, with the Lions and their expected performance against Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, with that, let's get to it on this hump day edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, yes, the primary emphasis on the pod today is going to be the NFL, but Major League Baseball is still going on. And I need an appetizer. I need something to get me through one more sleep until we get to Thursday night football in the opener between the Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to have a full breakdown of our favorite player props, pick against the spread, and on the total in that opening clash on tomorrow's podcast. But let's go to the diamond and work in a Major League Baseball pick. Give me Salvador Perez to smash one, maybe out of the park or at least uh, somewhere in the outfield. Uh, and get an RBI at minus 105 uh, in Baltimore against the O's. Uh, look, it's Matt Harvey. And who uh, tees off against Matt Harvey? Everyone. Uh, that is the correct answer. Including Salvador Perez in his career. Three for seven going up against the Baltimore starter. Not only that, but Perez, man, has been white hot here at the dish. Last 15 days, he's knocked in 22 runs. 34 RBIs over the last 30 days. He's batting the robust 316 against Baltimore this season. And Harvey, yes, uh, that is an unsightly ERA. And it just continues to uh, squander his season away because he's given up 21 earned runs in his last 29 innings pitch. So odds are strong uh, that Salvador Perez, again, gets that RBI. Minus 105. Pull this one from DraftKings. Fade or follow. You're such a jerk. You're a jerk, Brad. <laughs> right here. Right here. Right hear this? Right here on my piece of paper. Bonus time. Salvador Perez RBI. RBI. <laughs> you jerk. You threw it into the fade five. I was all excited for a guy that's on a six-game hitting streak. You already threw out all of his RBI stats. You know he had Guilty. five ribbies against the White Sox uh, last Saturday. Yeah. I mean, this guy is absolutely on fire right now. By the way, if you really want to go uh, crazy with the cheese whiz, uh, for him to hit a home run, it's plus 185. But for him to homer and can Kansas City to win is a plus 300. So if you Ooh. really think he's just going to stay on this tear that he's been on, uh, you can roll that way. But I'm with you on the RBI because you stole my bonus time. Well, yeah, I copied off your paper. And again, folks, truth be told, we don't share our picks before the show every day. So that was a complete quinky dink. But yes, we're all on board Perez to get that RBI. Number four. All right, Lenny, let's rock and roll the NFL slate. And let's start with a Thursday night football tilt uh, between the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of pomp and circumstance. And all the tequila's going to be flowing in honor of Tom Brady and Tampa. They're at home. Going to be a raucous, rollicking crowd. Uh, but I think for a moment, just a moment, CeeDee Lamb will silence the capacity audience. I think he scores a touchdown in this game at plus one. 50. Pull this one from DraftKings. Why? Well, among all of the weapons that Dak Prescott has at his disposal, CeeDee Lamb's got the best paper matchup of the bunch uh, because he's lined up in the slot last season 84.7% of the time, which means uh, more often than not, he is going to go toe-to-toe against Sean Murphy Bunting in the secondary of the Buccaneers, and he is wielding a foam sword. Yarr! 
Because last season, he gave up a 78.3 catch rate and 128.3 passer rating to his assignments. Uh, Lamb, in five games with Dak Prescott, under center last season, two touchdowns. He scored. He had nine red zone looks. Uh, overall, he was just wide receiver 36 in red zone targets. But we have said this before. We believe he is going to take a quantum leap in production. And I think Lamb has got to bah, bah, his way into the end zone and score you, again, some cold hard cash at plus 150. Fade or follow CeeDee Lamb to splash six. Again, plus 150 at DraftKings. Oh, yeah. Shepherd that man into the end zone for me uh, in the contest. Yeah, because we, we've also talked a lot here in the preseason, Brad, about Dak Prescott and the fact that we think that he could be a good bounce back, good comeback player of the year candidate, uh, things like that. But in order for that to happen, uh, there are a lot of weapons on that Dallas squad. But CeeDee Lamb is going to have to rise uh, big time this season for Dak to be able to do what we think he's going to do. And I like the idea of him starting off the season right and finding six. So this is a solid one plus one fifty. Good payday. We'll see the Cowboys get to the end zone with the lamb. Crank that CD. Lamb splashes six. Number three. All right. Again, anytime touchdown props today. That is the theme. And here is another one right now. Damian Harris. Oh, he crosses a chalk and has the referee put his arms up in the air at plus 120 against the Miami Dolphins. we got some breaking news, breaking news here uh, at tape time this morning on the podcast from Andre Stevenson uh, is going to be limited, may not be available for the game uh, due to a dislocated thumb. So we'll see if he is able to go. They pop that sucker back in a place, but, you know, obviously uh, your digits very important for gripping the football. Even if he is active, I expect Damian Harris to get the bulk of the carries. Again, Cam Newton, no longer part of this franchise, so the goal line gremlin has been eliminated. And uh, that should spell out good outcomes for one Harris. Uh, you know, last season, just two goal line carries in 10 games because of Newton's presence. But with Mac Jones there now, I think this uh, team's going to be able to move the football up and down uh, pretty easily against this Miami team. Not necessarily deep because this secondary Miami is outstanding, but you know, a lot of dink and dunk, uh, which is vintage Josh McDaniels within this offense. And Harris is going to get an opportunity or two at the goal line to punch one in. Miami projected to have one of the worst defensive lines in the NFL, ranked number 28 entering the season, according to Pro Football Focus. Remember last season, they did give up 4.41 yards per carry to rushers and 10 TDs on the ground to RBs as well. So I think Harris gets one in, plus 120 against the Fins. Fade or follow, pull this one from FanDuel, by the way. Uh, you know, I'm going to follow, but the problem is now that we've got ourselves some uh, news with Ramondre Stevenson, FanDuel still has it, Brad, at your lovely plus 120 that you're talking about. DK's actually got it dropped down to plus 105 wow. uh, for Damian Harris to score a touchdown. So, folks, if you want to jump on this one, do it soon because it's possible that that Stevenson injury news is going to change things uh, over at FanDuel or whatever your uh, preferred book is. So, I agree with you on this one, and I actually would agree even if Stevenson were going to play. Um, I I still think Harris uh, finds the end zone. But keep an eye out. Prop shop this one, folks. Try to figure out your best value. And right now, that one exists at FanDuel. It still sits at plus 120. Harris splashes six. Yeah, make some pennies with that Patriot. Stick around for our top anytime touchdown props week one of the NFL. Plus, bonus time. Number 
two. All right, Lundy, revenge game! Certainly on the mind of one Sam Darnold in the Sam Darnold Bowl. Uh, of course, Sam Darnold, a member of the Carolina Panthers, going up against his former employer in the New York Jets. But there's another guy uh, who is a former Jet uh, who is licking his chops at the matchup, and that, of course, is Robbie Anderson. And I think he does hit the pylons in this one at plus 190. Pulled this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, I get it. Robbie Anderson only had three touchdowns last season on 136 targets. But touchdowns are often fickle. They're often wildly unpredictable. Uh, He was still wide receiver 14 in total red zone targets in the NFL last season. Remember, the Jets allowed him to walk. Uh, They did not try to pursue him and re-sign him a couple of years ago. That's why he joined the Carolina Panthers. And that is bulletin board material for Anderson and Darnold as well, as those two previously won people fantasy football titles in 2018 and 2019 with magical Decembers to remember. And you look at the Jets on paper, this secondary, yikes. Bryce Hall is one of the starters. He gave up a 75% catch rate last season, a 103.6 passer rating. The other starter is a sixth-round rookie in Brandon Eccles. So Robbie Anderson should beast in this game uh, and get into the end zone at least once. With plus 190, definitely worth a ticket in my mind. Again, pull this one at DraftKings, fade or follow. I like this one because I like the idea of early in the season, what does Darnold do? He goes to the guy that he knows. Yeah. Does it wind up getting spread out as we go throughout the season? Possibly. I mean, I could see Robbie Anderson having kind of a front-loaded season of touchdowns. He's going to look to the guy that he knows he can trust, that he knows uh, how to get the ball to him. He's done it before. He can do it again, especially here in week one against the Jets. It's a home game for Carolina. I think all those things align, and a plus 190, too good to pass up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Robbie Anderson, plus 190. Worth a couple of greenbacks. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, my top anytime touchdown prop on the board this week at plus odds. Oh, how about Action Jackson? Lamar Jackson of the primetime lights, Monday night football, plus 120 in Las Vegas. And I am stacking a whole pile of chips on this one. Pulled it from DraftKings. Look at Lamar Jackson last season. 159 rush attempts, 1,005 yards, and seven rushing TDs. He had the second most red zone rushes of any quarterback in the NFL, second only to Cam Newton. 32 in total. That was 2.1 red zone totes per contest. He averaged 10.6 carries per game. And you look at Vegas, uh, projected to be one of the more forgiving fronts in the NFL this season, ranked number 26 along that defensive line. According to Pro Football Focus, very thin up the middle, though some improvements there on the edge. Still, I believe Lamar Jackson is the most explosive rusher at any position in the NFL uh, and a player that should certainly find wide open spaces to jet through, whether off the edge on those RPO plays right up the gut, it doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson uh, spins those wheels, crosses the chalk at least once on the ground, plus 120, Lundy. I think this is a gift from the gambling gods. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I don't disagree, and it's in part because of the uh, because of the opponent. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to allow him to be able to do that. You get down in the red zone, he can call his own number, as you said, with the RPOs. Uh, but I think he can just take it in easily against this squad. I, I think there's some positive things to look at with the Raiders, but that front line is not one of them right now, um, at least not what we've seen here so far preseason-wise and what the stats are telling us. So I think Jackson can take advantage of it. If you want a little early bonus time, by the way, they paid the man his money. 
Um, <laughs> Mark uh, yeah, Andrews, by the way, we can drop him on an anytime touchdown as well at a plus 110. Uh, and I could easily see that happening in this contest because now that he's got paid, the man's got to earn it. So let's get Mark Andrews as an early bonus time for a Monday night touchdown. No, I like that quite a bit. And you got no Rashad Bateman as well. And uh, Hollywood Brown is just so wildly inconsistent. He hasn't been healthy uh, for much of the month of August. So he's, you know, back, uh, I guess, closer to 100%. But yeah, I like that Andrews call quite a bit. The Baltimore Ravens should put up Buku points on the board. All right, before we roll on out of here, let's work in some bonus time, Lundy. I already stole your uh, thunder with Salvador Perez to knock it a run at minus 105. What else you got on your card? Well, let's go with a couple. I had this one jotted down as well. I really like the Perez a whole lot more, but if we're going to have uh, Salvador Perez knocking in an RBI, uh, how about we look for it to be Whit Merrifield? that uh, sure. is who he knocks in yeah. to score an anytime run. You can get that at minus 110, so a little bit more juice than what we're getting out of Perez, but I like the idea of him being able to score uh, a run as well. And then I'll throw this one out there. I think Toronto and Detroit both have the opportunity to win today, but just in case, I'm going to put those two together on a two-leg baseball parlay and take them both on the run line, the plus one and a half. That turns into a plus 142 payday. Ooh, daddy-like. Uh, big fan of that one. It- Anytime you get plus odds, I'm, I'm willing to get seduced by that juice. Oh, speaking of which, I got my own two-leg parlay on a pair of pitcher strikeout props. Give me Sandy Alcantara over five and a half Ks against the New York Mets and Freddie Peralta under five and a half Ks against Philadelphia. Slap those two together. It's plus 189 Ooh. at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, Alcantara, uh, last time out on the bump was against the same Metropolitan team. Uh, he had six strikeouts in that game. That was on September 2nd. He's been over in five straight, six of his last seven. He's got a glistening 2.34 home ERA. And the Mets have the 13th highest strikeout rate in Major League Baseball over the last 30 days. Now, you know, you look at Freddie Peralta's, and you're probably scratching your head. It's only five and a half strikeouts. He's gone over this consistently this year. In fact, he's gone over it. And 20 of his 23 starts... Uh, but, you know, he is still fresh off the disabled list or the injured list, they call it now. He had some shoulder inflammation. And I think Milwaukee, because they are primed for a deep run in the playoffs, they're going to try to preserve one of their star pitchers. Uh, they have discussed an innings cap with him earlier this summer, and they may be implementing that because now in back-to-back starts, he's only gone two innings in those contests. Uh, Philadelphia, as well as the fifth lowest strikeout rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last month. So, you know, pull that all together. Again, Alcantara over five and a half Ks against the Mets. Freddie Peralta under five and a half Ks against the Phils, plus 189. And hopefully uh, that will be the appetizer to satisfy uh, my stomach cravings in advance of Thursday night football. All right, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Oh, you know what? Before we get out of here, we have an announcement to make, Lundy. Uh, you and Ooh, I yes. are going to be doing a stream yard together every NFL Sunday morning. Um, I believe the tentative time right now is going to be 10.15 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to do a full 45 minutes presented by our friends at Prize Picks. We're going to roll through some of our favorite uh, Prize Picks player props, uh, some various other player props across the universe, uh, and, of course, answer all of your pressing sports betting and fantasy sports 
questions as well every NFL Sunday this season. A full 45 minutes on my Twitter feed and also my Facebook page as well. So, you know, if you're a follower of Twitter, at Noisy Huevos and on my Facebook page, which is Yahoo Noise. I was unable to change that name uh, from back in the day, so I kept it. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be doing all that again, presented by Prize Picks. Really excited to be teaming up with you on that project. It's going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, please note, Brad said StreamYard, not StreakYard. That's a completely different thing. Um, <laughs> yes. That's something that happens after Tequila Thursday. Brad just strips down, starts running around in the neighbor's yards. Uh, it's really kind of an awkward thing in the neighborhood, but people have gotten used to it. Completely different. But this is going to be fun. This is a throwback for me, Brad, because as you know, uh, I, I used to host, I started almost like 18 years ago, yep. uh, the Fantasy Freaks radio show, which started in San Antonio, then got picked up nationally by Fox Sports Radio. And it's what I loved about that show because we were answering like last minute questions, all that crap when you're just losing your mind on Sunday morning and you can't decide who to put in your lineup. That's what that show was all about. So I'm really excited to do this on StreamYard with you because that last minute moment on Sunday morning when you're trying to make decisions, you're trying to figure out injuries, that's when fantasy players need the most help and you and I are going to be there to assist. Yeah, the Q&A style. So, you know, we're going to try to answer as many questions as humanly possible over that 45-minute window again starting this Sunday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time on my Twitter feed, at Noisy Wavos. Uh, by the way, follow me there. Follow Lundy on Twitter as well, at Nate Lundy. Drop us a rating and a review. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.